All right, this is the Brian Hornback Experience, episode 74, and I've got another candidate running for public office in 2022, and uh, this is over in the 1st District, and it's independent candidate Reginald Jackson running for the Knox County School Board. How are you, Reginald? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, sir? I assume Reggie's okay, right? That's fine. All right, good, good. Anyway, hey... Um, Congratulations on uh, getting into the into the fray. Uh, Evity Satterfield's not running for re-election. Uh, there's a couple of Democrats that are running in the Democrat primary May 3rd. Uh, you and another candidate. We don't mention other candidates because uh, this is your time on the Brian Hornback experience. But uh, So you kind of get a free pass uh, May 3rd because you won't be on the ballot May 3rd. Yes, you'll, sir. You'll be on the ballot on August the 4th. Early voting is... July 15th through the 30th. So what what provoked Reginald? First of all, uh, talk to us about Reginald Jackson. Are you a native Knoxvillian? Uh, did you go to school in Knoxville? Tell us about that. Uh, yes, sir. I, I uh, am a native of Knoxville. I am a seventh generation in this town. Uh, I love Knoxville. I uh, went to school at West High School. Uh, for my high school and then I went to Northwest middle school. Mm. And so I am from Knoxville. I love my town. Uh, I also went to the military for eight years. And then after the eight years was up, I wanted to come back here and serve my community. What, so br- what, br- what, what, what branch of the military did you serve in? Army. All right. Army. That's fantastic. Appreciate your service there. Uh, now you are a, um, so now, obviously, school boards are not a full-time job. So what do you do during the day? I do real estate during the day. Great. Uh, that's what I do during the day. So uh, I'm, I'm always all over the place, and I'm, I'm all over the community. So I hear what's going on, and I see what's going on, and th- that's what really uh, prompts me to run because I'm, I'm always out here and see that if some changes need to be made, and I would like to help make the changes. And you're a pastor as well, correct? Yes, I was a youth pastor uh, for a couple of years, and now I am a, a pastor now. Fantastic. So, um, what 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 are you hearing? Are the um, are the major issues in the first district? Obviously, when we talk about the first district, we're talking about East Knoxville. We're talking about uh, primarily Austin East High School, all the all the all the feeder elementary schools and the middle schools, Vine Middle Magnet, uh, Green Green Magnet, Sarah Moore Green Mechanics. Uh, I said mechanics, but I meant Maynard Elementary. Uh, so what are the, so obviously we know, we know the big issue is obviously uh, security at Austin East High School. We had six or seven, and, and I hope I, I hope I didn't mess up that number because every life counts, but we've had, we've had several students um, uh, after school uh, that uh, have gotten killed in and around Austin East. Obviously we had Anthony Thompson Jr., that happened in the school. Uh, so kind of talk about what you're hearing um, about, about just the, the thought around the community and what, what all has transpired over the last couple of years at Austin East. Okay. So the, the district is, is pretty big. The district itself goes from, uh, from Chihaui drive uh, all the way to um, uh, Hollywood. Mm. And, and so the district is big. And the, wow. That, the problem- so, so, so going to Hollywood that you've got, You've got from East Knoxville to West Knoxville. It really, I do, and it's, it changed because after they 
merged it. It always went to Hollywood, but after they changed it, now that now we we lost Holston Hills in our district mm. on the other side of Chowie, and we have gained uh, Scarry Hills. Why? So now, so now I now uh, I didn't I don't I didn't lose a school. I kind of gained that school. Right. Uh, so I gained Sequoia Hills Elementary. Wow. And so, uh, so now um, gaining that school uh, means that th- this district is diverse, very right. diverse. So when you talk about uh, safety and security, we talk about the whole district, and we have a pretty decent-sized district. And so when I look at safety and security, I can say this, that safety and security uh, is lax because you have to put the right people in the right position. You can't put people in position to look after kids and they want to be patrolmen. Right. And so there's a total difference. There. I mean, I worked in school security and I coming from the military, uh, working with uh, children, working with adults, you got to treat people a little differently than the others. You always got to be on guard, but you got to treat people differently. So right now, the problem we have is the security. Uh, when you lose, you lose Again, we lost 40, 40, we had 45 black officers, and the 45 that we had, we probably lost about 30. Wow. In, in the stint of, uh, of, and it wasn't, and it wasn't over 20 years, it was over about four or five years. So, that, so you lost it under the last chief. So that was, that was under Chief Gus Producers, correct? Right, mm. exactly. Wow. And so when you lose that, when you got 45 black officers, and, and that means that you have enough to cover certain you don't have enough to cover all the schools to get that diversity because when a, when an officer looks like me uh i have a chance to talk to that officer and if officer understands and then like i said the, the last deputy chief made sure when they were hiring um for the school security that he would hire people who were from that community that could could talk to people and hear what's going on so if you were in the community you lived in the community you knew what was going to happen before it happened and the kids had somebody to talk to and that's in every community i, I can't live in east knoxville and then go work at farragut because i don't know nobody down there right but if i am if i am living in farragut and i'm right around the corner and somebody's saying well hey my son they're gonna have a fight this afternoon and they can call that officer and say, Hey, you know, this is so-and-so down the street. This is what's going to happen. That is what school security was all about. That's why they strengthened school security. Like they did, you know, they went from, they went from 40 something off 50 something officers to supposed to have 108 officers. Yeah. They've got, they've, 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 the got, staff. They, they've, they've got quite a few just in the school security force, which was what Gus producers built up. And now we've got some guy from, from Los Angeles, I can't pronounce his name. I'll I'll learn his name eventually, but uh, but yeah. So now so now we've got a new chief over there. But yeah, I mean it's uh, the the school security force obviously has grown exponentially. Um, which you know I, I don't like you say. I mean it it makes absolute perfect sense what you just said because obviously I I grew, I grew up over in East Knox County before I moved to West Knox County in in ninety two. Right. But um, you know obviously. Uh, the officers back then uh, that lived in the Carter community knew, well, everybody everybody in the community knew who I was, and, and uh, they had no problem calling mom and dad and telling them what I did. So, uh, right. so I mean, that was community policing, but we don't have that anymore. But, exactly. it, but it does make sense that you would take somebody that lives in a community, put them in a school, and like you said, the other problem that I see uh, as a former school board member from 20 years ago, the problem I see is, that um 
you know, they're, they're, somehow they need to figure out it. And the problem, I think, is when Gus Producers came in, he came in from Knoxville Police Department. And he came right. in, he came in from, 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 uh, had retired from KPD, came into the school system. The problem is that the school security officers, which are the ones that work for the school system, uh, right. don't have the same authority that the ones that work for the sheriff's department and the KPD. The problem is the ones that work for the sheriff's department and the KPD don't understand and weren't told and weren't trained that you don't handle a school student in a school building the way you do um, a, a robber out on the street. And so there's, right. not, there's not been any cohesive training between the three agencies. And that's what we got. We got three agencies trying to do one job. You got KPD, you got Sheriff's Department, and you got the school security officers all trying to do the same job. And none of them are talking to anybody. Exactly. So anyway, um, what, what else do you, and um, what, what else are you hearing about schools? Uh, I mean, is, uh, um, has the four years with Evity is, has it been beneficial? Uh, are there things that need to be done differently? Uh, not to be critical of Evity or, be critical of Gloria Deathridge or Sam Anderson or anybody before just to say, you know, what, what do you, what do you see on September 1st when Reginald Jackson becomes a school board member? What do you see differently um, then versus today? Well, you know, I can say for then I know Sam, I know Gloria and I know everybody very well. The thing I found out is that you have to be, the voice for your district. And I, mm. I, I said this the last time I was on there. I, I'm not, I, I gave her a letter grade and I gave her a letter grade of D. Mm. Uh, uh, so the letter grade didn't come from me. The letter grade come from the people of the community. And I'm talking about from, from, from Chihuahua school all the way down to uh, the Pond Gap area. You, you got to touch everybody and it might be a part-time job it's like it's like preaching preaching is a part-time job unless you're a full-time pastor right so you 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 have to touch everybody in that in that church and you can have between five members to 500 members but you got to touch everybody you got to know people you got to have com meetings with them there were no community meetings and i can say this from sam all the way to Everty, there were no community meetings. Hmm. Matter of fact, when I was in school, I didn't even know anything about, we wasn't taught anything about what was going on in our community. All we heard was vote president, and that was it. We never knew about our school board reps or anything like that. So, and that means a lot to know that, you know, you have somebody that has a voice for you, but the voice was there, but we never had any meetings. And we, we asked that with everybody when she ran. Are you going to have, oh, I'm going to have a whole lot of meetings. We're going to have meetings, meetings. We don't even know what's going on. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. I'll talk about it now. Most of the people that are running for office don't even know that they done restructured the, uh, the, county, the county. Right. And and they don't even know that. And I talked to somebody the other day, and they, they was like, oh, I didn't even know that. So I'm not in your district. No, no you're across the, you can't even vote for me no more. Wow. So that is so that's a big problem right there that even with the teachers, you know, the staff, uh, administrative, there's a lot of issues going on, but there's nothing being solved. And so there's some changes have to be made. You got to stand up for your community and you got to stand up for your district. And that's what counts. I'm talking about from I got homeless all the way up to people who live in Sequoia Hills, uh, that some people might say they don't need no help. Some people that do need help. 
And so I need to make sure that I can touch everybody in my community, let them know that everybody is important, no matter who you are. Well, you, uh, you know, I totally agree. I've been, I've been playing in this, this game we call politics since I was 16 years old. And, you know, everybody can talk about national talking points and we can talk about the president, but you know, the, the bottom line is you can't really affect what your federal income tax rate is going to be, but you can affect, um, you know, how students are treated in the classroom. You can, you can, you can, you can affect how professional teachers interact, how, how custodians interact, how cafeteria workers interact. And, you know, you know, the, the one thing that, that I guess um, I I get frustrated about is that, you know, we have two different kinds of employees in the school system. You have the, the certified teachers, we call those the certified folks. Those are the folks that have a teaching degree. They're licensed by the state. And then you have those folks who are caf- that are school security officers. You have those that are cafeteria, janitors, educational assistants, secretaries in the school. You have all of those. And, you know, the problem is that every time somebody talks about raising salaries, they talk about raising the teachers, which, you know, granted, everybody in this economy, everybody needs to be paid more. more. Right. But, you know, the, the and the problem is that when you've got employees who've been around for 20 or 30 years, they've topped out of the pay scale. So they're not even when they give a, 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 a scale raise, they're still not giving it. I see where uh, Mayor Kincannon and city council is, is going to make it a priority in this budget to pay a, min, a starting wage of fifteen dollars. Um, right. where, where are you at on that issue? Are you willing to to, to let the cafeteria and the janitors and the school secretaries and the education are you are you willing to do this a similar situation where they have a a, a, at least a minimum wage of 15 dollars an hour where are you at on that issue well see working in school security i remember we started out at 1275 wow so you're gonna want somebody at 1275 to run out to somebody (laughs) who will come in to, to, to protect your kids that somebody might be coming in or somebody might have a gun in or something like that uh, you got somebody cleaning up, throw up, but you got the, the supportive staff running the school and you want to pay them uh, $19,000 a year. That's not going to work. That's not a living wage, especially for a single parent that's single and trying to make it. That's not a living wage. I restructured the school security budget mm. all the way through. And then I even, I even saved them $3 million, wow. restructuring it and, and even paying the officers more. But when I look at the supportive staff, I'm going to say from 1875 to $23 an hour. Wow. That is a starting wage. And if you got the, if you got the qualifications, you get paid more. If you're starting on, if you're coming in new to this thing, 1875, that's what they pay at the post office. Right. They pay 1875 at the post office. And, and it's the crazy part is at the post office, you're working all year round. Right. You're only working 200, 200 days a year with most of the supporter staff. And, and when you look at it, it's only 30000 to $38,000. The school system can afford to pay their supporter staff from thirty dollars to $38,000 a year because they're only working 200 days a year. That's so a you're point. still getting, you're getting out of, you're getting out of paying them for a whole year. And so if you can raise that right there, if we're going to raise some 
wages because they're making $14 an hour at McDonald's and Wendy's. Mm -hmm. But we're talking people that are with the most precious thing in your life is your kids and the bus drivers, the janitors, everybody sees these kids every single day and they are interacting with your kids and you're going to pay them $15 an hour. It's still a slap in the face. I think that if you're going to pay somebody, you're going to pay them a living wage, $18.75 to $23 an hour. That right there will be great. I will work for that. Right. Well, that's a good point. What about now? I know Lonsdale's getting a brand new school. That's my that's my dog deciding to shake all over. I don't know why he does that. Um, but um, Lonsdale's getting a brand new school. What are the what are the other school buildings in the first district? Um, are you know? Or I'm I'm sure I'm sure Maynard uh, Maynard probably hasn't been touched since I was on the school board. Um, so what have you been? Have you had a chance to look at some of the other school buildings and see what the capital needs are? I looked at all the other school buildings. I've been been in all the school buildings uh, in my district. And I'm going to tell you something. Every one of these buildings are terribly old. The crazy part about all these buildings, and, and I always go back to security because this is the most important thing. In right. Fire, rescue, the radios don't work mm. in the buildings. So if if even if with the Anthony Thompson situation, even if they called out saying, hey, we want to close all doors, they would not even be able to hear the radios. And then on that day, it was said that the security officer's radio wasn't working the whole day anyway. So wow. if, if they did call in and say we were coming in, if they did, uh, the radios were not even working that day. So mm. that's a problem. Uh, you know, you got a lot of cleaning issues. That's another problem. And then, you know, Lonsdale, granted, you know, giving them a new school, it, we we glad they did that. But, you know, I proposed a deal when I was trying to run for county commission. I said, listen, we got Rue High sitting right up here mm. on the hill. Knock it down. Knock it down and put a brand new elementary school up here and feed all the elementary school that you have that are old buildings, restructure, use them, put them in the private cellar, sell them, uh, and then put all these kids in one school. They're all in the same area, and it's only 900 kids. Well, I mean 900 kids in the school. You can have the teachers. you got enough teachers to uh, place them for the four schools in that area. And then you can change it. And then not only that, you send these kids to the middle school of Northwest. Northwest right. doesn't have enough kids in Northwest. So, you know, it's it's all about making changes. I mean, Bearden, I got some people down at Bearden. I used to work with a guy. His wife uh, teaches down at Bearden. And she's saying she's not saying she doesn't like the kids. It's just overcrowded. Right. Once you have overcrowded, that causes problems. And so... If we're going to make changes, the county commission and the school board has to work together uh, to make these changes because these changes are very important and very vital to our kids right now. You make a very good point because if you look at Maynard, if you look at Lonsdale, if you look at Westview, and, and I don't yes. – and uh, I guess Beaumont might be the other one. I, I, yes, I don't know. Beaumont's the other one. Yes, uh, you know, I mean, you make a good point because, you know, when they, when they built uh, Gibbs Elementary School – and gives middle school, they built it for, you know, 600 to 900 kids. Uh, all the schools in West Knoxville they built have been for 800, 900 kids. So instead of just building a Lonsdale school for for 600 when you've only got 450, and I, I'm, I'm just throwing out numbers. I, I don't know that those are the exact numbers, but it's pretty. I think I think it's pretty close. Um, you know, I mean, and, and that rural high school property, I mean, it's – like, I mean, I, I know they're talking about doing something with it now, but I mean, it sat there uh, on the on uh, on the on the taxpayers' 
uh, balance sheet uh, for so long, and they're basically just, you know, just fell fell apart. Uh, they just sit there and let it, let it go. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it makes sense that uh, because, you know, once Lonsdale gets done, I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure Westview is going to be next, and I'm sure Maynard is going to be after that, and and uh, they spent some money at at um, at uh, Beaumont. So, I mean, you know, granted, they're, they're all going to need something. So, uh, so, you know, what you suggest doesn't, is not out of the realm of possibility in my mind anyway. So, um, you know, uh, what else, what else have you, um, seen or uh, heard of, about the, um, about the schools and, uh, how, what, what's your campaign going to look like? You, uh, have you, I mean, I'm sure you've already been out talking, uh, you got some events yes. coming up and all that kind of good stuff. Well, my, 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 uh, campaign looks like this. It's, I always safety and security is the top because you can't if you can't get, keep it safe, it's hard to teach anybody or feel like you're safe. Uh, technical and trades, mm. we got to get that technical and trade path back going again because everybody's not college material. But I can tell you right now, even if even if you work a regular job and you do learn a little bit about this, it can save you money in the long run. Even if you're working from working at your home or anything like that, uh, that's a big. I'm a big supporter of that. Also, um, dad's on dad's on duty. Mm. The problem that we have right now, we have a lot of students uh, in 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 District One that you know either uh, they don't have fathers not in their life or they needing that support. And I uh, this came from downtown. Uh, matter of fact, it was an episode on TV and it was, it was going on somewhere else. And they called me from downtown and said, "Hey, what do you think about this for Austin East?" And I said, "Well, it's not for Austin East." We can start a program in Austin-East and feed it through all the schools. I mean, it can go anywhere. You, I mean, it's there. There's a shortage of fathers everywhere. Right. Even if they if they working or if they are military guys. I mean, anybody wants some help with their kids, especially if they're not around. Uh, so you know, I've worked that thing, and so we're gonna. I'm gonna push that when I get in there. Uh, you know, a reading program, mm. reading program with awards. See, when I was in middle school, I was in there with Miss Upton, and and Miss Upton and a lot of the older teachers were there, and and they pushed reading, but they also gave awards. You know, you got the you got the free pizza coupon. You know, mm. they, once I read so much, I I went to Pizza Hut, got me a personal pan pizza. Give them something for reading. Don't just say you got to read. Give them something that they're gonna award for reading. And I think that's a, a program, putting a, another program in there like that, that would be better. Also, financial literacy program. Our mm. kids come out of school. They don't know anything about a checkbook, balancing anything. You know, they got to know if I make $30,000 a year, I know right now if I make $30,000 a year and I go get a house, they're going to multiply that by times three. That means I'm only going to be able to afford a $90,000 house. And right now in Knoxville, Tennessee, there is no $90,000 house available no, for the last five that's, years. That's a fact. And so we got to teach that. And, and the crazy thing is my, I, uh, I got a monopoly game for my kids. And my wife said, you know what? You talk about financial literacy. This right here, you can start this from K through 12 and it's just teaching the game. Yep. If you're teaching the game, that will, that's, that will help them understand and buying, selling this, keeping this, maybe not buying it right now, stock market, all that stuff. I got a guy that he is very much into that and he is ready to uh, start that program. Uh, right. We talked about, you know, teachers pay. We want to try to get more uh, black teachers back into the system. Uh, we want to try to get uh, – there's a there's a thing called Truth to Teachers. 
everything that I come up with that I've seen it working in other counties, other districts, other states, troops, teacher is we come from the military. They will pay for half your pay. The military does and the school system pays for the other half. And you got to teach it for six years. Hmm. You got to, you got to, you only have a, you got to teach it as combat ready. So you got to teach it. that can help out with be on a security team also that the way they feel, they feel safe. They can, they got some, good views they got some mentorship to help mentor some of these kids that are having some issues uh the supportive staff you know that was my another main thing talking about the pay right. everything that i do it doesn't come from me it comes from listen to the children listen to the staff the supporting staff and listen to the administrators saying this is what we want these are the things that we're looking for you know and so uh these are the things right here that people kind of overlook. These are things that the school board can do. School right. board writes policies. Right. And policies, if you put policies in effect, that's from the superintendent all the way down. You will follow the policies that we put in place. If policies are followed, things like Anthony Thompson, things like that were going on outside Austin East, things that are things that are going on in other schools would not happen if you follow the policies. And that is what school board is all about, writing policies and making sure people are following the policies that you put in effect. So you're running as an independent. Uh, is it just because you want to represent everybody? Do you have an issue? Uh, are you not a Democrat? Are you not a Republican? What was what was the rationale for, for running as an independent? And our time's almost out. So that, that'll be my last question to you. Well, as a, the reason why I'm an independent, I went to the military. Right. And in the military, you don't take you don't take sides. Mm. You are you are independent all the way, and and they kind of teach you that uh, to say, hey, you stay out of it. You're not on each side. Whoever you know, whoever is is in charge of you anyway. So that's how it works. That's right. why I'm independent. I want to bridge the gap between the independents and the, and and the, I mean the Democrats and the Republicans, and be in the middle and say, listen, I hear what you're saying, I feel what you're saying, but we got to come to an effect that it's about the community and in the school board, it's all about the children. If the children and the students are not here, we're not here. That's, a, that's that, how I look at it. That's a great point. And when I served, uh, obviously it was nonpartisan. It didn't become partisan until the legislature. Uh, said that school board would be Republican Democrat, and it doesn't matter whoever whoever gets elected has to serve the entire district. So uh, right. it's not really a Republican Democrat issue. Okay, so it's Reginald Jackson, independent candidate for Knox County School Board in the in District One. Uh, he'll be on the ballot August the fourth. Uh, early voting is July fifteenth through the thirtieth. They can find you on Facebook at Reginald yes, at Reginald uh, Jackson. Uh, just just Facebook uh, Reginald Jackson. You'll find him. And uh, Reggie, I appreciate you being on the Brian Hornback experience. I appreciate it. Remember, if you want action, you vote Jackson. I like it. District one. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye bye.